I'm a dude. He's a dude. We're three dudes. Saying stuff. And welcome to a new episode to Dude Saying Stuff. Um, of course, we're going a little bit earlier this week, but we want to make sure uh, we get you your show um, sooner rather than later. Uh conflicting schedules but we're here for the people so we want to make sure we get uh your listening material as soon as possible so you know this this week we're going to be going through um a return segment of jordan's college football recap a week two recap we're going to go over our 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 typical manliest doofus and you know jordan's you know jerk off player of the, the week uh we got some previews for week three and then of course our weekly life debate uh, all right <laughs> so um i'm sorry but uh jordan's writing stuff in the, in the show doc and it's uh confusing inappropriate me. it's, inappropriate. it's to- totally inappropriate come on and so now to get started we're gonna go ahead with jordan's college football recap all right guys welcome to my college football recap i would promise the dudes it would be only 30 seconds uh which is more than i give my wife but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm timing you so, uh, LSU started seconds. out the season. LSU started out the season two and zero. Uh, we don't count the loss, and they beat Mississippi State thirty-one to sixteen with an incredible fourth quarter. Fuck you, Mike. I'm done. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Even with the long intro, he uh, he got through the, the thirty-second mark. All it's right. all a foreplay, and then once the action starts, boom, it's done. Done. 20, 21 points in the fourth quarter. Okay, I'm done. Okay. All right. So let's start. Let's start the recap. And I'm going to start the recap with, you know, the the, the lamb that was brought out to slaughter, uh, Jo versus Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jo. He had no shot in hell. He looked he looked good when about about until the game started, um, and then basically, the worst possible game that he had to face was. Uh, Baltimore versus Miami, and that alone may have just may have beaten him. I, I didn't do the math yet, but in that game, Jason had Tua, Tua, Tyreek Hill stack, and Mark Andrews, and then on top of that, you had the Tampa Bay defense, who unfortunately kicked the shit out of our New Orleans Saints. Um, Twenty six points just from a defense. When that happens, you tend to lose. So I'm sorry, I'm not going to review anything from you. Uh, J.O., that you just had no shot in hell, but better luck next week. <laughs> All right. Yeah, sorry, J.O.'s rough. I kind of give you the reverse jinx there by picking you to start out 2-0. Should have known better. Um, all right, so I've got uh, Chris versus Kurt. Um, let me see here. Old, old Bojangles, unfortunately, went down to the fuck holes. He got he got all of his holes fucked by Chris. Um just couldn't stand up there to uh, Nick Chubb, the old Nick Chubby, and Jalen Waddle, which was who was a part of that incredible Miami comeback, uh, gave, gave Chris 30, 36 points. Um, it was just it, KB just did not have enough firepower to keep up with that, and uh, Chris put a thumping on Kurt last week. They're both now one and one. Yep, lots of. Uh... Redemption stories uh, this past week, uh, three of the five matchups, the people who lost in week one got their redemption. Um, But that didn't happen in my matchup, Evan versus Eli. Um, Eli put a whipping on him, 143 to 101. Um, Overall, he didn't have one big guy 
that was the number one standout at the position. But overall, solid, top to bottom. Herbert did well. Uh, Najee Harris, Swift. Uh, and, of course, having the Buffalo defense put up 20 for you, that helps. Um, and on the other side, um, I'll talk a little more about Evan's uh, team and coaching later. But he was let down, started with Joe Burrow, uh, who's not looking good through the first two games of the year. Uh, and overall, his, his team didn't do much. Derrick Henry, single digits, um, and a couple goose eggs we're going to talk about later. All right. Now I get the pleasure of reviewing uh, Jordan versus legally. It is allowed to be called his daddy. Um, Ollie oh is Jordan's daddy. Um, Jordan just, yes, Aaron Rodgers showed up. He does own Chicago. But outside of that, you didn't really have that much going on. Maybe Cortland Sutton, uh, but a lot. Oh, Aaron Jones. You did have Aaron Jones, so you did have that nice stack, but the rest of your team didn't do yep. much. Uh, yep. you, fa- you faced the likes of uh, who I would like to say, why be a king when you can be a sun god? I saw, I heard that before. Amarad St. <laughs> Brown, the dude is awesome just for having, what, two wide receivers to begin with to draft. He picked one really, really well <laughs> in, in St. <laughs> Brown. So you got to give kudos for that. Makes up for a mediocre showing by McCaffrey. I mean, 50 <laughs> points, 15 points isn't bad, but still, it's not the McCaffrey where you uh, draft second overall. But still, it got the W. Um, Ollie, one of the very few 2-0 uh, teams left. So I'm sorry, Jordan, maybe maybe later this season, but unlikely. Yeah, unlikely. This is the worst fantasy team I've ever ever drafted in my entire career. So it's going to be a long season. Anyway, uh, moving on to the last game, uh, I get the pleasure of reviewing the dudes, uh, the other two guys in this podcast. Um, okay, going into Monday night, it was a very, very close game. It, Monday night was going to be fun. But unfortunately, uh, Dom ran into a Monday night buzzsaw. Uh, he did have Josh Allen, who threw, I believe it was four touchdown passes yesterday. Mm-hmm. But three of them mm-hmm. were to Stefan Diggs, who Mike has to the end. Mm-hmm. So Stefan got Mike 40 points uh, last night. Uh, Mike's team on Monday night exploded to the tune of 92 points on Monday between, I think, four different players Jalen Hurts, um, Dalvin Cook, Stefan Diggs, and Tyler Bass, the kicker. Can't, can't forget the kicker who got a solid 12 points there. So, uh, diddling Dom got diddled. The Buffalo Lesbos had Dom the headlock all Monday night. He came out victorious. Both teams are one one Yeah. Um, yeah, Dalvin Cook didn't do much, but you know what? I'm okay, I'm okay with what the result. I'm okay with the result. Um, all right. And so, let's return our segment of uh, Mike's manliest performance. You know, I think, you know, I, I mentioned St. Brown – he did – He, I think he set a record or tied the record of like eight straight games of, you know, eight at least catches. But the dude scored two touchdowns. But I'm, I'm, I just wanted to mention him real quick. The true performance is just the triple T that, uh, that Jason had between Tua, Tyreek Hill, and uh, Tampa Bay defense. That's just – it's too manly. I mean, that, I think that alone was 100 points. Um, but Tua throwing six touchdowns, uh, you know, people say he didn't have a deep ball. He proved that uh, wrong, and he did. I think the it, the record y'all showed was they were uh, 0 and 117 for people who are trailing three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. They are now 1 and 117 in all of the NFL. So Tua – 
Tyreek, and then Tampa Bay just because he's on Jason's team. All right, next I'm going to talk about um, the doofus of the week. And if I just go to one play, it goes to one manager who failed to manage his roster uh, in week two, and that's our defending champ, Evan. Uh, it's a bold strategy to play two players in your starting lineup that don't even make the active roster for the day, and Michael Pittman Jr. and uh, Harrison Bucker. Played both of these guys in his lineup. He could have used some help uh, against the Nashville Dutch Rudders. However, leaving them in the lineup uh, did cost him. He had options on the bench. Obviously, he could have picked up another kicker. Uh, I'll let the commission speak further about handling this type Shame. of situation going forward. Shame. But this is unacceptable. Shame. Unacceptable. Uh, Jordan, you want to go ahead? I, I can yeah. comment later. On the yeah, end. I'll go ahead and then let, let, we'll let the commish uh, speak his mind on the, the blasphemy that was committed by Erich. So my jerk-off worthy player of the week, I need to correct Mike's stat here. Uh, it is the quarterback of the only team in the last 711 tries oh. to be down 21 points or more in the fourth quarter to lead his team to a comeback. It is Tua. Tonga Vigilovalilovalola, Tua. <laughs> he is my uh, jerk-off player of the week. Um, I mean, what can I say? He, he gave Jason, I think it was almost 52 points. He splooged for six touchdowns and 469 nice yards. So uh, that is my jerk-off player of the week. Tua, um, good luck next week against Buffalo, man. Also, fuck you, Jason. Yeah, thanks for correcting. I think it was a little dyslexic against, or I just don't remember. Um, okay. I got the three digits right, just not in the right order. That's so right. Um, just as commissioner, <laughs> call it commissioner's corner. So you have to set your lineups, people. Um, we put a we put a rule in place that you know, one the the someone doesn't put uh, set their lineup. People without or on IR. I mean, the commissioner can go and change it or a third party, if the commissioner is involved, um, can change it to make an active roster. And if you do it twice, you're kicked out of the league. Um, I'm not going to, I don't want to put it on the man, uh, on the commissioner to do that in terms of managing someone else's team. You're just going to get kicked out. Um, so I say, if you do it, you know, another time, you better have a good reason. A baby better be born. Um, even then, that's really a tall order um, to ask because I'm going to be still setting my fucking lineup. You better believe it. Um, so uh, set your roster or kiss the league goodbye. Uh, I know a lot a lot of people want to join this. I got people on standby. So set your damn lineup, people. That's it. All right. So with that being said, we'll get to our week three previews right after the break. And now, a word from our sponsors. Hi, it's Mike from Dude Saying Stuff again. We all have one of those friends whose opinions or projections are so out of left field that they are just stupid, but you may not realize it. Maybe it's a friend who thinks the Minnesota Vikings will get to the Super Bowl. Or maybe that the Washington Commanders will win the NFC East. Or maybe even worse... They truly believe that Mickey Mouse is the best Disney character of all time. Well, now there's a service for you. 
Call 1-800-BAD-TAKE to speak to one of our common sense specialists who will talk some sense into you. Tell you that that person you heard that from must be huffing glue or listening to Skip Bayless or Colin Cowturd like it was a gospel. If you want to try and save that friend, give them the same number and press option 69. At a low payment of 99 cents per minute, our specialist will tell them that they may be the dumbest person alive, but there's still time to turn it around. Just listen to two out of the three dudes on Dudes Saying Stuff. You know what two we're talking about. That number again is 1-800-BAD-TAKE. Remember, friends don't let friends say stupid shit. All right. Let's do a week three preview, all right? So. <laughs> all right. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. So we're going to start off. Should we just start off with the the... the the great mess, the great matchup of the two undefeateds. I think we should. Yeah, yeah. I think we Only should. Only one remains. Two undefeateds enter, one remains. So I will be uh, reviewing Ollie. So f- for Ollie, I think he's currently number one, correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. Yep. So for Ollie, we have. I want to highlight three players, okay? First is going to be Christian McCaffrey. I've already said it. He's been mediocre for a second-round pick overall. Um, still, he's doing okay. We'll say that. But you have loft your expectations with Christian McCaffrey, and he goes into against the New Orleans Saints, whose defense is awesome. Uh, they're the only reason that New Orleans was still in that game against Tampa Bay. McCaffrey has to be uh, performing at a higher level for Ali to feel comfortable about that being his number one pick. Next, I'm going to uh, look at Amara St. Brown. As I mentioned, he tied a record. So of uh, straight games of eight, uh, at least eight catches. And I want to say he's even have like even more games than that of either just a touchdown or at least a hundred yards. But I, I don't know that stat right off the back top of my head, but he's against Minnesota who just got ripped to shreds by Philadelphia through the air. So, you know, Detroit, they typically, they typically are throwing a lot because I thought that defense would be a little better. But you know what? They, they at least – they're one and one all right? They're one and one so They're one and one Give, give, them, give them a – yeah, they're doing better than some teams in that same division. Um, and then the last one I want to look at is Curtis Samuel. The dude seems like he's back, you know, after a year of doing nothing. Um, he has at least scored a touchdown. He's had at least uh, nine targets in the past two games. He's going against Philly, who's going to have to throw. Um, so just to keep keep up with Philly with how they're performing on offense. So Curtis Samuel, he's a Swiss Army knife at this point um, in that offense. So those are the three, three people I want to uh, highlight. So how about you look on the other side? Yeah, the newcomer coming in 2-0, can he start 3-0 against Big O? Uh, that was not planned. That just came out. That was sweet. I'll take it. Uh, starting off, looking at his quarterback, Justin Herbert, uh, suffered a pretty brutal, uh, I think they call it a rib. Uh, what do they call it? Fractured rib cartilage is what he had. Ridge, rib cartilage. Yeah. It looked like one play he was needed to come out of the game because he couldn't even throw it out of bounds. And then the next play, he throws a dime 50 yards down the field. Um, the dude's tough. Will he be tough enough to be back on the field this week against Jacksonville? If not, it looks like the Rudders are going to have to pivot to Matthew Stafford, who just happened to be playing against Ollie's uh, 
quarterback, uh, Murray, on the other side. Uh, next player I'm going to highlight is Allen Robinson. I know I talked about him potentially having a better week one. Uh, he got more involved in week two here, and hopefully he'll continue to be in, involved in that high-powered Rams offense uh, moving forward. And the last person I'm going to highlight, it's not even a person, it's a team, the Buffalo Bills defense. They seem to be a solid uh, start every week. Matchup doesn't matter. But they are going up against uh, Tua and the Miami Dolphins, who we they showed what they could do last week, no matter what the deficit is. So we'll see if Tua and Tyreek are for real against this defense. But I think either way, they're still going to have some sacks, force some turnovers, and that seems to be worth the pick uh, for Zach in his starting lineup every week. All right, All right. X Factor. Man, X Factor here. Uh, Dom already highlighted it. For me, it's going to be Justin Herbert. Uh, he is Zach's highest-scoring highest scoring player uh, so far for the season. He has a combined total of 58 points between two games. He actually scored 29 points, almost exactly the same amount each game. So, I mean, he's getting 30 points of production every week uh, to start out the season. That's a huge number. Um, we'll see how healthy he is on Sunday with the, I think, with the uh, rib fractured rib cartilage. I mean, I could play with that, no problem. Let's see how, if Justin Herbert can do it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> to win this one, I'm going to go with the D rudders. A minus, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Right. We're going to stay on that ride. All right. We really need the D brothers to lose one so he can back down off of that little A minus. He's just sucking on. But I mean, as Do long know. as he stays near the top, you know, Jordan has something to say. All right. Next, we're going to review uh, Kurt. Kurt versus uh, Evan. So for Kurt, I'm going to highlight Lamar Jackson, obviously. The dude is awesome. Uh, he, he basically should have won that game last. Uh, scored 50, nearly 50 points for Kurt, and he's facing, but he's facing the Patriots, who have a way to limit the best weapon on the other side. Lamar Jackson is that weapon, um, so it's not going to be easy. But Lamar Jackson, with his legs, should give him a safe floor. Um, always good for Bojangles um, to have that type of floor from a quarterback. Uh, next, I want to look at uh, I'm going to look at the tight end position. He loses Dalton Schultz, so he's going to have to replace that. That's going to matter. I mean, right now, if you can have a, a, a tight end that can put at least 10 points up, it's a factor. Um, so we need to make sure that, that he puts in somebody there because he can't take that zero, and I just did something on that commissioner corner, damn it. So set your lineup. <laughs> okay? And the last one I'm going to look at is I'm going to look at uh, – A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, I know mm-hmm. I've already picked a lot between, you know, I've talked a lot about Philly and, and Washington, but A.J. Brown going against Washington, um, Hertz began to spread that ball around, and he runs. So A.J. Brown got some yardage, but he didn't get what he should get for a wide receiver one, especially for a team that was on fire. Um, I believe maybe Goddard was the higher, highest receiver. He spread it to Devontae Smith, so A.J. Brown at this point needs to make sure – it's almost like that ten, that Tennessee uh, model of basically it's a run game, and you better hope A.J. Brown uh, breaks one for a long one um, because the, the idea of him getting 
10, 12, 13 receptions a game. I don't think it's going to happen in that run first Philly offense. Don? All right. On the other side, I've uh, talked about this team too much. I don't think he deserves much more airtime as it is. Um, get Pittman out of your lineup if he's not playing. Butker as well. And you may want to reevaluate your quarterback situation with Burrow and Winston. Oh, that's it. All right. All right. He, he was serious. My X factor for this one is going to be uh, the manager. Will he wake up Sunday morning? Will he set his lineup? I don't know. But if he doesn't, we'll shame him into oblivion. And uh, Jason, you need to get your brother in check. He needs to set his lineup. So my X factor is going to be uh, <laughs> will Evan wake up and um, <laughs> set his lineup. My winner is going to be Bojangles. I need someone else to say 0-3 to be at the bottom along with me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They say it's lonely at the top, Mike, but I hear it's also pretty it's lonely at the bottom. Yeah. At the bottom. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's look at um, let's look at one. Let's look at uh, Jason versus Dom. Dom, how about you go ahead and take Jason first? All right, Jason, Mister Tua, Tyreek Tampa. What's he gonna do this week? They got the tough matchup against uh, Buffalo. Um, I'll kind of just do two and Tyreek together. Um, I know I said coming in that Baltimore is going to be a tougher matchup uh, for Miami, but they proved wrong. But we know that uh, Buffalo is much more difficult than Baltimore on the defensive side. I'm also going to highlight um, <clears throat> A.J. Dillon, the role switched back to heavy Aaron Jones. Uh, what's going to happen this week against Tampa Bay? They have a pretty strong run defense. And finally, uh, Justin Jefferson, he was targeted a lot, but I don't know if you can actually count at targets when the quarterback puts it five yards away from you or directly to the defender. Uh, and Kirk Cousins, uh, Monday night, it was just awful. I uh, expect Justin Jefferson and the Vikings, they'll have a bounce back week against their division rival, uh, the Lions. Well, I mean, he's not gonna, they're not going to play playing in prime time, so Kirk should be fine. All right, so for the Dom, I am not gonna. I'm not gonna review Josh Allen. He, he's awesome. I'm just not. That's just it doesn't make sense. Rashad Bateman. I'm gonna. I'm gonna first highlight him. So Rashad Bateman, he looks like he is solidifying the number one spot. Maybe even taking taking it away from the idea of Mark Andrews. Uh, seven targets last game. 108 yards. A touchdown. The dude has wheels. Uh, no, no wonder he's a first round pick. Um, then I want to talk about Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson, let's let's just face it. Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh's offense is kind of sad. Um, you know, it's <laughs> not not pretty. He's getting twelve to ten targets, but he has only turned those into fifty-five yards and fifty-seven yards. So it helps when you can score, um, and it's not mm-hmm. looking that that way for Deontay. Um, he did get paid over the off season or at least got a, uh, a little bit of an increase, but that looks like it's going to waste uh, with Mitch Trubisky. Uh, you better hope that Kenny Pickett starts seeing getting that ball uh, become, becoming the starting quarterback because Deontay is not, uh, you know, connecting really well or Mitch is connecting with no one actually for that team. Um, and finally, I want to talk about Joe Mixon. This should be the guy who you get the most points from. He is facing the Jets, who just got 
obliterated by Nick Chubb. So if Mixon can't do anything against the Jets on the ground, you might have something to worry about because, honestly, Cincinnati's offense has not looked that good. I think mm-hmm. they needed – did they have to come back twice in both games? Yeah. And they lost. Games, yep. I believe they lost. lost. Field goal they games. lost to Mitch Trubisky, who I just <laughs> talked about, and Cooper and Rush. Cooper Rush. Just shame. shame, 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 shame. And it wasn't like they got blown. I can't blame it on the defense. Uh, I think it was what twenty yeah. points and mm-hmm. twenty points. Put him, both in the put him in the commissioner's corner with uh, Erich. <laughs> I don't think he deserves that. I think that's too much. All right, who's your X factor? Uh, you actually just highlighted Mike. It's going to be Joe Mixon. I was going to say the same thing with the Jets. Uh, Chubb had a huge game last week. Uh, if Cincinnati can't beat the Jets, uh, hopefully, you know, pray pray for the Bengals if they decide to start Mike White. Um, I mean, that's going to make it break Dom's uh, team this week. I think he needs a stellar performance out of his running backs, especially with Kamara back in the lineup. Hopefully he will play uh, Sunday afternoon. Um, with that being said, the Jason's Tua, the Triple T Magic runs out this week. Another dude's going to bring home the dub. Um, fuck you, Jason. <laughs> I know you didn't just speak ill will of uh, Joe Flacco, right? I mean, look what, what? Mike White did to the did to the Bengals last year. I'm just saying, one of the one of the league lead, leaders of passing yards, and he just beat the Browns. I mean, give give Joe Flacco some love. The dude's elite. <laughs> All right, to our next matchup: Jo versus Chris. Hoo hoo hoo! All right, Jo. <laughs> Now Jo had the uh, had the un unsatisfying uh, moment of playing uh, the highest scorer of the week, and not just by that somebody who just completely obliterated him. Um, uh, again, nearly a hundred points from three players. Uh, if only Jason had a better team, he could have maybe actually beaten that uh, that highest score. But it's okay; he still got his ten bucks. All good. So Jo, can Jo? come back so we'll highlight of course i'm gonna highlight james connor he got he he did not finish the game last week against vegas um how it's not said to be serious but if it keeps him out of the game jo is in quite the pickle um because he doesn't really have a bench um not really especially at the uh running back area so he's got trevor lawrence yeah, okay. Have him replace that with yeah, the guy who has Patrick home has Trevor Lawrence on the talk about uh roster clog. Um <laughs> just a waste. So he better hope that Connor plays and he's at nearly hundred percent and he can finish that game. Otherwise you have a problem and even if he does play, he is facing Aaron Donald and that front front seven. So expectations should be uh limited. However, I wouldn't expect uh, much from his backups either. Then I want to talk about CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb against Giants on the Monday night. He did decent seven catches, 75 yards. He got over 10 points, but not what you would expect uh, from CeeDee, who was looking to be a wide receiver one this year. Um, but it is against the Giants. Uh, Dallas typically shows up against division rivals like the Giants and the Eagles. Uh but I don't know about that with Cooper Rush. So it's going to be a big question mark if Lamb can get any type of production when, with um, 
with Cooper, but I don't I don't like it. <laughs> and then I want to finally talk about DJ Moore. DJ Moore, um, currently in his lineup, he does have uh, he does have a person on, on his bench that I think he should somehow find a way to get in. But DJ Moore against New Orleans, he always finds a way. For a guy who doesn't score many touchdowns every year, he always finds a goddamn way to score against New Orleans. Do y'all ever realize that? Like, it yeah. seems like all the time he finds <clears throat> a way. And he, he's like, he's scored four touchdowns like every year of his career, and like two of them are against New Orleans every time. Um, he will be against, against Lattimore, who rightly so was not suspended based on that brawl last week. Um, yep. Mike Evans is a little bitch. Yep. Um, he's a little bitch. Fuck you, Mike Evans. He, I think he should have got suspended more than one game. He does it every game against us, and he always hits Lattimore from behind. It's always a. No, I digress. It doesn't matter. So he's facing Lattimore. DJ Moore against Lattimore. Can Lattimore shut him down? Um, And Baker spreads that ball around. So DJ Moore is not getting that that wide receiver one look. But, again, he's facing New Orleans. So, you know, he's he's a likely bet for a touchdown. All right. On the other side, I got the Fuckholes, Chris Myers' team. Uh, He's got heavy Oakland in the – at least for now, with Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, and Josh Jacobs. They're going against Tennessee, who's been struggling to start. They just got um, spanked like no other against Buffalo. This, That's very polite. Uh, Monday night. Very, very polite way to say it. Yes. Yeah, it became a preseason game, as Mike said, <laughs> halfway through the third quarter, putting backup quarterbacks and everything. Um, Devontae Adams came down from after week one. They showed off their shiny new toy with 17 targets, came down to seven, still got a touchdown to save his day to get eight fantasy points, but only had two catches. Um, Looked for him to have a bounce back week. And then Jamar Chase as well had a pretty good uh, week one, 16 targets down to nine targets, no touchdowns, uh, and only 50 yards receiving for eight points for him last week as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. He's hoping to have – he drafted these guys higher up and hopes for bigger outcomes from them. And lastly, I'll mention uh, Nick Chubb, who is currently the number one running back in fantasy. Um, he's been on fire. Uh, it helps when you play the Jets uh, week two and you get three rushing touchdowns and put up a 30 bag for your team. However, those who paid attention to that game, had he just not scored that last touchdown, he could have won his team the game, but instead uh, got himself some extra points. And I think Mike mentioned it as well. I think Nick Chubb had uh, Nick Chubb on his fantasy team, and it wound up costing the Browns a win. They're not used to that whole winning thing, so still got to figure that out. <laughs> you Who's don't your give, X Factor, Jordan? You don't give Joe Flacco that much time at the end of the game. doesn't matter. He's elite. He's too elite. Too elite. Too elite. So my X Factor for this game is going to be actually uh, the Raiders. The Raiders offense. Um, uh, C. Murder has Derek Carr, Devontae Adams going up against Tennessee uh, at noon. Tennessee got absolutely shredded by the Bills. Just It wasn't even close. I think the Bills had their third string in by the third quarter. Um, can Derek Carr and Devontae Adams have that same success against Tennessee's defense? We will find out. My winner will be the fuckholes because I want you to text me a bitch about how I pick always pick against them. <laughs> Don't worry. I know I know the feeling. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. And now now the last matchup. 
Another dude versus dude. Dude versus dude. Dude versus dude. Dude versus dude. So, do how do you want to highlight me first, or how do you want to do this? Yeah, I'll highlight. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. I then highlight the Buff Lesbos. Got their first victory last week against me. Uh, kudos to you. Came out strong Monday night, as expected. I said, like I said, stars will shine, and they were shining bright. Um, Jalen Hurts, he looks great to start the year. Um, in general, Philadelphia does. They're one of six teams that are still undefeated in the NFL. And they got Washington, who's been putting up a lot of points. Expect uh, more points to be scored this week in that matchup. And Hurts, I think, will have another uh, good game for him. Um, <clears throat> secondly, I'm, I'm going to mention his two starting running backs, Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, disappointing to say the least to start the year for these two. Um, I think this is going to be a big determining factor. I'll let uh, Jordan decide that later. But I think how his running backs go this week could depend on how his team goes. I don't think you can rely on Diggs for another three-touchdown week, although it could happen in another potential high-scoring matchup uh, between Buffalo and Miami. Uh, what do you think about your opponent on the other side? Yeah, so I, I want to first highlight that he has made a quarterback change. He has put, <laughs> he has put Carson Wentz in over Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. <laughs> I, don't know no this, way. I don't know if this is a motivating factor for Aaron Rodgers, to, to, to step it up, but mm. I will say that Carson Wentz is currently the third <laughs> highest scoring quarterback. Yep. So he, it might be a good play. He can't, can't deny that. He throws his interceptions, but he throws too many touchdowns because he has to catch up <laughs> on those interceptions. He is basically the Jameis Winston, the Tampa Bay Jameis Winston. Of, the white Jameis. Yeah. So, you know, I don't blame him. I don't blame him for that switch. I really don't. Um, next, I want to highlight uh, – a returning player, Keenan Allen, he uh, was out due to, I believe, uh, I forgot what he was it hamstring. a knee hamstring? hamstring hamstring injury. Yeah. So he, but he had extra, last year. he had extra time to heal up. Um, mm-hmm. He's against Jacksonville, who seems to be like they know how to throw the ball. Now, I mean, they seem like they have an offense. Uh, surprisingly, um, I know that because of my Christian Kirk that I haven't been playing, but Keenan Allen comes back. Does that affect my Mike Williams? Before he went out, I think he had like four, either four or six targets. He had four catches for six, six yards in the first quarter um, in the first game he was in before he was taken out from injury. So if Allen is back, that is a huge upgrade for uh, Jordan and his wide receiving core. And I have to highlight the, the disappointment of Kyle Pitts. Oh. Who, who Arthur, who the coach, Arthur Smith, came out and said, you know, I'm not in fantasy football. Um, I'm just here. We're just trying to win games. Well, you're 0-2, bro. So you're obviously not doing something right. Um, so maybe use one of your best weapons, uh, Arthur Smith. I mean, you don't have Derrick Henry because that's where he came from was Tennessee. So maybe use another weapon who is a mismatch left and right on the field. Like, you can even put a corner on him. He's still going to out – out muscle that guy. So Kyle Pitts, so far a disappointment, but if they learn how to throw him the ball, that will be a huge, um, huge pickup for uh, Jordan's team. So <laughs> X Factor is my whole team. They're fucking terrible. 
see next factor is last week. Uh, this is a pivotal, pivotal game for me. I really don't want to go to 0-3, but Mike's going to beat me. I'm going to go 0-3. Uh, kiss uh, it. He gave him the kiss of death. The, 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 the classic reverse jinx. <laughs> can't, can't deny it. All right. Uh, those were our week three previews. Um, if you don't like it, you don't like who Jordan picked, send, an, send a message straight to Jordan. Um, letting you know your, <laughs> letting him know your thoughts on his picking uh, capability, um, or a voice message, or you can do a voice message. Um, you can try because apparently people are having a hard time figuring it out. I'm not going to call that person out, but I'm just going to say Eli and Kurt figured it out. Um, so, <laughs> let, come on, guy. Um, so now let's go to the segment i look forward to the segment i don't know about you guys i just like to hear something else from you besides you know bad football takes <laughs> so um we are drafting in our weekly life debate we spun the wheel it was best sports movie jordan gets first pick dom gets second and i round it out um so with that being said jordan you're on the clock who is the what is the best sports movie of all time? This one's a no-brainer. I really hope I stole both of your picks. No, uh, don't it, do it. it, it this, Dom's is probably going to be something terrible, so maybe hopefully I stole Mike's. But my sports pick, or my move best, my pick for best sports movie is Space Jam. You can't beat it. <sighs> it's fucking Space Jam. You got MJ. You got Bugs. You got Daffy Duck. Oh, you got all the stars, Elmer Fudd. You, you just can't. I mean, who, who who doesn't want to see MJ get sucked down a golf ball hole? It's just, it's awesome. It was a, a childhood movie. It holds up today. I cannot wait to watch this movie with my kid. Um, it's just, it's the greatest sports movie of all time. And I, I'm just going to put it, end it there. End it there. I, I will make yeah. one comment. Probably the best movie soundtrack of yes, all time. Ever. Yes. <laughs> Ever. Fun fact, it was, it was my very first CD as a child. My Ever. too! <laughs> nice. Nice. All right, Dom. It wasn't my number one pick, though. Yeah. Good pick, but not my number one. A lot, lot of good childhood memories watching that movie over and over. Everyone loves to see Michael Jordan get sucked off the golf course. And, um, and hang on. Time out real quick, Dom. Sorry. Space Jam 1, fuck LeBron. That movie sucked. <laughs> I didn't even watch it. I was about to comment. What Jordan <laughs> meant was, was Space Jam 2. Yeah. No, first Space Jam. Fuck LeBron. Ooh. All right. I was between um, three. And coincidentally, these three movies um, all started with R. Um, I'll tease them. Mike's the only one left uh, to pick. But I was between Rocky, which I think if we do a movie franchise, that might have been my pick. Uh, Rudy um, is very inspirational as well, but I'm going with Remember the Titans. Oh, it's just chalk. one of the most most wholesome, awesome movies, uniting black and whites on the football field, strong side, left side, sunshine. We all know we know the story. Denzel. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. It's a classic movie. Ain't no mountain high, ain't no valley low. And, um, great movie, one of the best sports movies of all time. Good pick, very good, good pick. pick. Also, probably one of the best like speeches during that ha- that that game where he's like, "They don't gain another yard." 
<laughs> We're going to blitz all night. All right. Denzel's the man. That wasn't even Denzel. Um, but he's still the man. He, yes. But, but, but good pick. Good pick. Uh, I, for some reason, I knew you were going to mention Rudy. <laughs> Such an old person <laughs> pick. Um, so there are so many. There it truly is so many. Um, I, I can't. I, it was hard to. I had remember the Titans. I had Space Jam, um, but you know, I, I had a hard time picking my my number one. But I'm picking this one because it's personal. Um, you know it because I have the jersey. Um, it's it's the Water Boy. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> Bobby Boucher, the pride of Louisiana. Y'all remember when Bobby Boucher came back in halftime and the Bulldogs won the Bourbon Bowl? Yes. yes, it is such a great game. I mean, such a great movie, um, great comedy movie. It's also very inspirational. It shows that a very dumb person can uh, become a very successful uh, NFL player as long as he hits the crap out of people. Um, so, but there are so many that you could bring up. I mean, I had the replacements, underrated, Happy Gilmore, The Sandlot, Talladega Nights. Um, yeah. Any given Sunday, again, one of the best speeches of all time from Pacino. If you haven't heard about it, about the one about inches, <laughs> Google it. I don't want to talk baseball in this podcast, but Moneyball is a classic. Yeah. Very good. Also, that's what I consider as Moneyball. Yeah. I mean, I had the longest yard. Again, underrated. Uh, D2 Mighty Great Ducks. Topic. Great topic. So Mighty Ducks, yeah, that's the other franchise I was considering. Mm-hmm. If we were talking about franchise sports movies, that's a good one. I'm going to bring one that, if you haven't watched it, you should. I will. I will say this out loud. I, I have cried at this movie. Um, it is called Warrior. If you have not seen it, it's about mm. the two brothers who face off in a, a basically a mixed martial arts uh, contest. But it's really good. Mm-hmm. Look it up. I cannot. I cannot uh, recommend yeah. it. I remember enough. seeing that one and Raging Bull on the top of a lot of lists. Yeah. See. I think it's a little out of our t- out of our timeline uh, that came out a little earlier. Yeah, but yeah, so um, good, great picks, guys. I'm glad I'm glad Dom did not pick Rudy. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad. Uh, but yes, uh, this was a good one. Not, not much debate here. I'm going to uh, spin the wheel after this. We'll uh, we'll then go about that, and I think Dom will get first. I'll get second, and Jordan will get third. And that concludes our show. Y'all have anything else to say before we log off? Uh, real quick, SEC 2023 schedule is released. LSU has seven home games next year. We'll cover that next week on my college football segment. If we win? When we win. Okay. We're out 3-0, baby. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, nope. Set your lineups. Yep. You heard it. Set your lineups. Good luck, everybody. Later. Good luck. Peace.